we welcome in Kevin Mans with us, President, Chief Investment Officer at Henneon and Walsh Asset Management. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So we have plenty to speak about here. I mean, I think the first part is we heard from the Fed. We had the all-important December 14th meeting. What was your takeaway? Well, essentially, the Fed has three tools, not just two tools in their arsenal to help combat inflation. One is their balance sheet, and we know they continue to reduce the size of their balance sheet right. to the tune of about $95 billion a month. Second tool that they have is the Fed funds target rate. They raised by another 50 basis points yesterday, which means that they've now raised rates by four and a quarter percent this year alone. Mm -hmm. The third tool is their rhetoric, and that was certainly on display yesterday in Chair Powell's press conference as he continues to reiterate that they're going to stay in the fight for as long as possible to bring down inflation. Markets apparently didn't like to hear that, as the Fed told us that they've now raised their terminal rate right. to 5.1 percent, which means, in our look, they're probably going to raise three more times next year in the first half of next year by 25 basis points each, which brings us to a Fed funds target rate of about five, five and a quarter. Yeah. What did you think about the fact that seven officials actually saw 5.4 percent yeah. or higher? Yeah. I mean, not one official, not two, seven officials. That's enough to make me a little And I obviously made the markets a little bit queasy as well. But I don't think they're going to go past that five and five and a quarter range because we're going to find out exactly how much damage they've done to the economy with yeah. all of these aggressive rate hikes during the first half next year. It's going to push the economy likely into recession territory, and they're not going to want to push the economy into a deeper or more protracted recession than would have otherwise occurred mm -hmm. on its own. And this is uh, the worst week in, you know, more than a month, and we're seeing stocks selling off. Every single sector is in the red. In fact, the Nasdaq's down about 2.5%. Um, what do you tell folks who say, oh, jeez, you know, I finally thought it was over. <laughs> Uh, I think it's fair to say that the worst is behind us. And it's tough to realize that on a day like this when you're seeing such a pullback in the mm, markets. Yeah. But we know that in all likelihood, even if they go to five and a quarter, 5.4, that certainly doesn't compare to the 425 basis points that they've risen already. We certainly won't see another pullback to the magnitude. I shouldn't say certainly, but in all likelihood to the magnitude we saw in 2022. So better days are ahead. Stay diversified. Look for areas of the market that provide yeah. upside potential during periods of recessions, like utilities, like healthcare, and like consumer staples. But for God's sakes, don't try and time the market here. We all know that trying to time the market is an exercise in futility. Rather, it's more important about your time in the market. Nicole. So, so pretty much, you think the lows are in that we're not likely to go and retest lows at this point. Also, off the table, a rate cut next year. I mean, I think that was the other part. I think people were really hoping that we would get some sort of rate cut next year, later. Right. And, and let's just take that with a grain of salt. Obviously, Chair Powell is using his rhetoric to try and reiterate how firm they're going to be about inflation. But they also told us not so long ago that inflation was transitory. At the beginning of this yeah. year, we were thought led to believe that rates were only going to raise 50 to 75 basis points. Boy, were they wrong in that forecast. So looking ahead, I wouldn't be too surprised if, in fact, this recession gets much deeper than many anticipate if they consider cutting rates by the end of next year. And perhaps you'll see a rate cut, in, or cut at the beginning of 2000. 24. And the economic news that we've gotten in today um, obviously continues to show some weakness. Yes. For example, we saw um, retail sales falling despite a great Black Friday holiday weekend. Um, what does that tell you about where the consumer stands? They're still facing very high inflation. Yes. 
look at these two stats. First, the personal savings rate in our country is yeah. now down to the lowest it's been since 2005, and roughly half of what it was prior to the onset of the pandemic. We also saw in the third quarter that the amount of credit card balances increased by 15%. That's the largest annualized growth rate in over 20 years. Consumers are still spending, but they're dipping more into their savings. They're putting more in their credit cards to help keep up these inflated prices. How much longer can that last? I don't think much longer, and that's important because the consumer accounts for 70% of our economic growth. Economic growth by even the Fed's best estimate next year might be flat. Mm. And, you know, buy now, pay later was yeah. up about 80 percent. Exactly. And that led to a lot of the online record yeah. sales that we saw during Black Friday and during Cyber Week. Another concerning error. So at this point now, when you look at the sectors, again, you said to have a diversified portfolio. But do you have certain sectors that you might lean towards as a defensive play, as a hedge, or maybe a barbell approach? How are you going about this? Absolutely. And I think a lot of investors are now trying to decide, do I dip into those growth stocks that have been beaten up so much, or do I stay more defensive and stay in the value train, which has outperformed growth by nearly 20% year to date? We think you don't have to necessarily be one or the other. Mm -hmm. On the value side and the defensive side, we really like health. Yeah. Both large cap pharmaceuticals and even the smaller cap biotechs from an MA perspective. How about utilities? Even during periods of recessions, Americans still have to pay to keep their lights on and pay right. to work, heat their houses. And utilities, as we know, pay some pretty good dividends. And finally, consumer staples. Certain consumer staples still have strong balance sheets, have attractive dividends, are trading at attractive multiples, and may give you more growth in the year ahead. But stay right. true to your risk tolerance. Keep in mind your longer-term income and goal, uh, growth objectives and right. build your portfolio consistent with that. And what do you think of the obvious things like that people love to talk about? Tech, EVs, uh, Bitcoin. You know, we've had a lot of headlines about a lot of fun things. <laughs> I'll stay away from Bitcoin for, for today. Okay. But as it relates to technology, that's an area that we actually see during the second half of the year experiencing the greatest rebound off of the lows that we've seen in 2022. And right. perhaps will dip even lower in the beginning stage in the yeah. 23 once the brunt of all of these rate hikes start to hit the economy. So don't count out technology just yet. Wonderful to chat with you. Kevin Mann of Penny well and Walsh Asset Management. Glad you were able to join us here on the set, on the show. Kevin, thank you.